by myself but not alone i ask no one raising bilingual children can be a challenge that's why we have serial dates where we discuss our experiences and grow as a bilingual family Let's get cereal, cereal. I wanna get cereal. Let's get cereal. <laughs> no? Hi, welcome to Cereal Dates. Today I'm flying solo. And in case you're wondering about that intro, it's a Metallica song. Yes. And little known fact about me. Uh, my first concert was a Metallica concert when I was 13 with my mom. <laughs> so, um, former metalhead here. But, seriously, I'm flying solo today because life has happened and it's been crazy. And we only, we typically record two episodes on, on John's days off so that so that we can use them, use one that week and then one the following week. But with lots going on, lots of family things going on, we were unable to do that last set uh, or last days off. So that brings me to this episode of solo parenting. And if you are married to someone who has an odd shift, <laughs> then you will enjoy this episode. I don't know that these are actual tips. I think it'll be more of a rant and a mini episode. I just didn't want to do um, this, continue with the series that we were doing by myself because I, I just feel like we feed off each other and I really like the way that um, we talk about second language acquisition together where we can hear from John's perspective and from my perspective. So I just decided to go ahead and do this as a, a solo episode on solo parenting. So again, I was telling you that John works nights. He works from 4 p.m. to 2 in the morning. And before when I just had Mateo, that wasn't really a big deal. I mean, I just did a nighttime routine no big deal. But now that we have two little ones, it has become a little bit more challenging to say the least. Right now I have help. My mom and my stepdad are here and they took Mateo on a walk to the park and Elias is sleeping. So you may hear the monitor. I try to turn it down as much as possible, but that's one of the the things is making sure you ask for help whenever possible. But even when you ask for help, there are still going to be times where you are flying solo, especially in the middle of the night, because you're not going to, I mean, even though my mom says, call me anytime, I'm not going to call my mom at midnight and say, hey, I can't handle this, come help me. No, <laughs> although I want to. So I wanted to share with you or um, I don't want to call them tips because I do not have this solo parenting figured out. It just kind of day by day 
on on days off. Some days I'm like, oh, I got this. This was easy. I figured it out. And then the very next day I'm humbled <laughs> by the experience. So let's look at those tips. Let's see. Okay. So the first tip is to lower your expectations. So if you have a certain expectation of what interactions you want to have, what kind of meals you want to have, um, you know, typically during your, during your bedtime routine or during, you know, the time that you're alone, lower those expectations because if you have really high expectations and something goes south, which most likely it will with two young children or three or however many you have, even if it's just one, things are, children are unpredictable and it's our job to be the safe ground, you know, to be the predictability and be calm. And so if we have really high expectations and those things don't happen in that, in that certain order, then we're thrown off. And that is definitely a recipe for disaster because children can feel our energy and they feed off of our energy. So if we are, you know, upset about things not going a certain way, then they just feel, they feel it, they feed off of it, and then it just bounces right back to you. So, and I say this not because I have it figured out. I'm actually saying it to myself. I think I need this episode more than anybody else. So I need to lower my expectations. Next, this is something I really struggle with. And I'm glad John isn't here to be like, ha ha ha, yes, you are terrible. Um, but it's to be flexible. And again, the same thing. It's kind of like goes along with lowering your expectations. Being flexible. I'll give you an example. Um, we do bath time for Mateo at seven o'clock always. But that didn't make sense when I was say I put Mateo, I put Elias down our two-month-old, three-month-old, oh my gosh, she's almost four months old, never mind, our four-month-old down at, say, six o'clock. Well, he's going to wake up around seven o'clock, right during bath time. And that's what took me so long to get. Like, we can have bath time earlier, <laughs> you know, or we can have it much later. It's just a matter of timing it around Elias's schedule right now, because... I'm by myself. And I quickly learned that I couldn't leave Mateo by himself in the bath, which I didn't want to, but sometimes I just had to run and get Elias because he would wake up in the middle of bath time and Mateo got out of the bath all by himself, um, which was really scary. So things like that, being flexible with the schedule will help you um, have a more smooth evening routine or have a more smooth routine during that time that you're by yourself. Third, I also struggle with, <laughs> especially when I'm by myself, is to have calm energy. And that goes, again, back to that lowering your expectations. If you're just, you know, kind of accepting that it's going to be a little chaotic and you're not trying to control the situation, you're just kind of you know, being and staying calm, 
your child will receive that calmness and will feed it back to you. And it'll just be so much better. Um, because if you say, I remember thinking like, okay, Mateo, I need you to stay over here because Elias is waking up. Do you hear that? It just sounds like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't have this under control. And if he hears that as a young toddler who really needs the comfort of knowing that your mom, you know, your leader has everything under control. And here I am going like, oh, Mateo, okay, please stay here. You know, he's going to feel out of control and act out of control. So I'm just very chill now. <laughs> I'm working on it. Um, and just saying, hey, sounds like Elias is hungry. I'm going to go get him some milk. Do you want to come with? Do you want to chill in your room? And I know he's most likely going to say chill in his room. And I'm hoping that's the right answer. But I'm not acting like I need it for, her, for it to be that. Um, I'm just relaxed and he feels that and he's like, okay, mom's got this. We're good. Okay. I can hang out here. Nothing's going to happen. And it's so much better when I can be calm. And again, I am making this episode for me <laughs> because it's very hard to stay calm sometimes. But if I wanted to run smoothly or a little bit smoother, <laughs> more smoothly, um, <laughs> I need to stay calm and and really have that calm energy, not act calm because fake it till you make it does not work with children. You really have to feel calm. They feel so deeply and they feel that energy. Uh, you know, I wish that adults retain that ability to really feel, but that's what children do. And so you have to actually be calm, not pretend to be calm, not use a calm voice when you're really stressed out. Just really try to be calm. And I don't know how we can do that. I just, you know, sometimes I do it. Sometimes I don't. Maybe we can have another episode with an expert that will help us <laughs> stay calm. Um, actually, Janet Lansbury, I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly is great is a great resource she has an amazing podcast called unruffled and sometimes i i think of that word when i am about to like get my panties all crazy i don't yeah <laughs> i just say oh unruffled not bothered by this like mm -mm, nothing just chill and i get that energy back so working on it working on it. And lastly, plan for the worst. So part of that planning for the worst is, okay, I cannot, now I know that I cannot leave Mateo in the bath by himself at all. So I need to plan around that, right? So I need to, the minute I put Elias down after, after we had dinner and everything, um, need to be ready for to go to the bathroom and and do all that and I have to be ready to let Elias cry if he if he were to wake up and Mateo's in the bath I need to you know be okay and prepare for the worst that okay I'm going to calmly 
have Mateo come out of the bath, maybe get in a robe and take him to his room before I go get Elias. Because the room is a safe, yes, space. And I know that he will be safe there. Uh, he has a lot to do there. He has books. He has toys. He can he can be there for, you know, two minutes that I'm going to put um, Elias's pacifier back on or put him back to sleep or, or bring him with me. But I cannot leave Mateo in the bathtub or any, you know, I have to be prepared for that. So planning and kind of during some time, not in the middle of the craziness, but during another time that you're calm, maybe you can even say, hey, I'm going to go grab a Starbucks or I'm going to go to, you know, to the park. I'm going to go out and spend an hour thinking about those routines and what are the triggers and what is the worst thing that can happen and how you can plan for it, not in the middle of the chaos, but when you're calm and you're, you have a calm energy and you can sort of think about all the things that could go wrong and plan for those. So those are my tips for myself. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to try to implement them this week for solo parenting. I will um, repeat them again. It's lowering your expectations, being flexible, having a calm energy, and planning for the worst. Well, if you are solo parenting... Be sure to tag tag us on uh, Instagram with the hashtag serial dates and let us know how you're managing and what tips you have because I need them. All right. Well, next week we will continue with our series on uh, the stages of second language acquisition. Adios. Thank you for being with us. For more on raising bilingual children, you can purchase my book, Become a Bilingual Family, The Best Method for Raising Bilingual Children, Even If You Only Speak One Language, on Amazon. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Bilingual Family. If you like this episode, share it with your friends. And as always, the best compliment is a review. Con amor, John and Daniela.